Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm not gonna keep him off the field tonight! I was kind of hoping that would knock something over. <laughs> I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, we are talking about Captain America, the Civil War. Yes! Uh, it's a period piece from the uh, 1800s in which... Uh, oh, keep going. I gotta know where this is. George MacArthur S. Grant... Um, he's up against so it's the it's the thirteenth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe directed by the Russo brothers from 2016. I'm just completely bypassing all that. It has a 91 percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89 percent audience score. Um, not quite the highest for either one, but close to the top. Yep. Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing about <laughs> Captain America, The Lion King 2, Simba's Prime? <laughs> Originally, I was going to say Captain America, The Karate Kid Part 2. Then we laughed about it for five minutes. And then I was like, I gotta try and change it up. And then I couldn't help but laughing. So it's... Is that a failed joke? Or was that like legitimately funny to the listener? I've asked you too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, my best An thing answer, about Captain answer, America... Answer any of those you feel like. <laughs> or none. Or none. Um, no, my best thing about Captain America, the Civil War, is that... Um, I don't know, I... Oh, don't say you don't know. <laughs> no, I feel like it's... We spent too the long way. figuring out how we were going to start this. We need to go, I don't know. <laughs> everything. It's fine. Um, no, the, the way that the movie balances everybody's perspectives, I think. Um, I mean, obviously the focus is Captain America and Iron Man. But I'm talking about them. I'm talking about T'Challa. I'm talking about Black Widow. Like, everyone, I feel, gets... You, you get an insight into how they feel about the situation that they have been placed in. Zemo as well, of course. Like, I, I feel like everyone in general is just... It's, it's a very well-rounded you, you basket. Took, you took my best thing. Well, maybe you should have gone first, son. Instead of worrying about your Lion King 2 joke. <laughs> I should have gone Lion King 1.5. You know the Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah. Oh, I'm aware. I'm prequel, aware. sequel We've referenced thing. it before. I'm have certain. we... I'm almost certain I have at least. We've talked about Free Willy 4, but I don't know about Lion <laughs> King 1 and a half. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> don't let me stop um, you. I, do I have a worse thing? Uh, you want to just go ahead and get your grade out of the way so people like know where you sit? Nah, nah, we'll, we'll wait. I'm not sure, I'm not certain about where I'm going to this but i don't know it's i think i know where you're gonna land probably um yeah i don't do, do your best thing and then i'll think if, i'll see if i can come up with the worst thing because i'm not sure i like how political this movie is without being pretentious about it yeah and considering every episode we have ever done pretty much Mm -hmm. criticizes Zack Snyder the DCEU 
or Batman versus Superman in some way. Mm-hmm. I feel like out of all of them, this is the one where other than the Batman versus Superman episode where yeah. where it's fair game to bring that up. Because not only, of course, they came out in the same year. Sure. But also very similar in the topics that are being yes, uh, discussed. And not only from the hero side. Of course, you have the heroes fighting over in one movie is very clear ideologically based reasoning and the mm-hmm. other one that ultimately turns into emotional uh, yes. emotional <laughs> emotion fueled uh, subjective reasoning yes and then another one which is just two idiots punching each other endlessly because the kids like that right there's probably a more fair way you can put that <laughs> argument but like this is not the podcast you want to come to to find that because we have backed over Batman versus Superman. Okay, when I'm watching this movie, I go, I think Iron Man has a point, and I think Captain America has a point. I think I'm watching Batman versus Superman, I'm going, can Wonder Woman just show up and beat them both up? Well, I was going to say, I'm watching Batman versus Superman, I'm like, do either of them have a point? No, they don't. <laughs> well, Batman kind of has a point. In not, terms of, not in, ter- in terms well, of Superman being a soulless person who just destroys everything in his path. Well, I was going to say not in terms of <laughs> not in terms of like is there is their argument sound? It's more do they have an argument? Do they Batman pretends Batman pretends to. Superman uh, doesn't because he doesn't talk. Yeah. And then also, you have a villain who has a super convoluted plan mm-hmm. to to get the heroes to fight each other, to split them apart where they know a whole lot of the backstory about the heroes. Right. And once again, in one of them, we actually get details on how how a, a bad guy knows everything about these characters. And what a bad guy's... Or what the bad guy's... And uh, another one who goes, Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I like how this movie takes everything Batman vs. Superman does wrong and does it right. Yes. Is that... It's weird that does they that, came out at can, the same can, time. Can that... Like, the number that, of that's parallels... A, that's such a weird... That's such a very niche best thing. Can, can that be my best thing? Yeah, that's we'll, fine. We'll make that my best thing. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. It's very weird that these movies came out at the same time. I don't really understand that. Like how many different parallels landed, and that's the thing. See, is this that, this was this, the first step on my path to healing after Batman sure, versus Superman. Because I watched the science, and said, you can do this kind of thing right. <laughs> well, that's my thing though. Is that it's weird to me that they have so many parallels and like beats and stuff like land. In the same way, like there's so much stuff that works together well, and, or not works together, but like so much stuff that lines up within these movies. But one is using this kind of storyline to break apart their superhero team, and the other is using it to bring them together. And I feel like that's just fundamentally yeah strange. I'm not saying you couldn't do it like that. Yeah, I think it's weird that I I just they took okay, that okay. angle. Just point of comparison, Iron Man says, "I don't care. He killed my mom." Heartbreaking. Yeah. Comp- gut-wrenching in the moment when you're yeah. watching the movie. Yeah. Cut over to... He's, you have to save Martha. He's going to kill Martha. Martha, Martha, why did you say that name? Martha, oh, that's his mommy's name. I'm laughing. Yep. Yeah. It's hysterical because it's so stupid. <laughs> yep. But this movie's not perfect. <laughs> I don't think. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I do think overall, if we're weighing all the elements, this is the best MCU film. It's, Bold it's takes not. Really. <laughs> it's pretty much tied with me for with Winter Soldier for yeah. for top spot. 
at, at this point in time. Right. Um, I'm trying to... I, I have, like, a few potential worse things. Um, I think the more I'm thinking about it, I think... Not the airport fight specifically, but I think some of the elements for that are shaky. Specifically the fact that Spider-Man and Ant-Man are in this movie. I think that's ultimately my worst thing. Because I don't think Ant-Man or Spider-Man have very strong ideological reasons for being in the fight. Um, I think they could, but they don't really talk about them very much. Yeah. Um, and I question very much Tony Stark bringing a kid to what pretty much becomes a war zone. It's not the most stable of men. No, but... He did create Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I should address that real quick. So so that was one of my big criticisms with Age of Ultron at the end, how Tony Stark kind of just gets away yep. with it. I, I didn't really think through what the Accords... Like, it's called the Sokovia Accords. Like, it's 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 specifically made to address Age of Ultron. Right. But then it's sort of sped up and put into effect because of what happens at the beginning of this right. movie. Yes. Like, I, I I didn't really think through... So I still think it's kind of a problem that, that we kind of end Age of Ultron on a, on a bright note of, oh, he's going he's gonna to ride off into the sunset and be with Pepper, and it's going to yeah. be great. I still think that's kind of problematic, but ultimately in the course of the MCU, it's it's not a problem. Fair. This movie even makes Age of Ultron better. That's that's the thing about a lot of the, these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, like, when you get the really good ones, the ones that act as, like, a centerpiece, like the first Avengers, mm-hmm. I think... Th- for the most part, that makes all the previous ones better. Yeah, because you know they're building and then for like, something as opposed and then to like, these movies. You get to Winter Soldier, and and Black Widow's amazing in that, mm-hmm. and that and her performance in Avengers mm-hmm. helps to strengthen her kind of non-existent character in Iron Man Two. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. They they all building reinforce blocks. each other. Yeah, building blocks. Uh, that's why it was so important that they had all those fairly mediocre movies to start off, the, yeah. aside from Iron Man, to start off the uh, the universe because you had the foundations and now it's like, oh, people recognize these characters and we can do things with them. Yeah. I I don't really have a problem with the airport fight in general. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people complain that it just kind of breaks the tone of the movie. It just kind of stops and for 15 minutes it's just fun superhero heroics and the rest of it is fairly serious political drama. Yeah. I think that if you remove Ant-Man and Spider-Man from that equation, it, it becomes much more consistent. Yeah. I don't know. Because almost I, all of the dialogue coming from them is, is just jokes and, and humor. Well, that's my thing, too. I mean, it's it's the thing where they meet up, Hawkeye and Black Widow meet up, like, in the middle of that fight, and they're like, okay, we're, we're still friends, right? Like, this isn't really, like... And they, they have, like, they crack a smile. Like, I feel like this movie... I, I mean, so I can see how some people would say that. that it's like, oh, the fight just like go, comes out of nowhere and it's just yeah. indulgent and, and whatever. I can get that side, that point of view, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I feel like the movie slowly builds and just sort of the escalation of the fights and like bringing well, Black Panther into the well, fight. Well, and plus, like, aside, once again, aside from Ant-Man and Spider-Man, and this goes into your best thing, which was going to be my best thing. All the characters, I understand how they got there. I understand yep. their motivations perfectly led. Like, I understand why each of them chooses to side yep. whichever way on the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense with their characters. Mm-hmm. That, okay, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. I say this, I, I, th- I think every time we discuss Civil War, I bring this up. Um, so, I, I, I listen to a bunch of, of fairly popular film critics on YouTube. One of which is, is, is your movie sucks... 
and another of which is Red Letter Media. Sure. Your movie sucks. I, I think he doesn't like really any of the MCU movies, but this one he complained, oh, I completely don't understand Tony Stark's side of the, of the Accords. This makes no sense. Of course they shouldn't sign them. Right. And the movie is bad because it's so clearly one-sided. one-sided. Yeah. Then you go over to Red Letter Media, and Rich Evans is going, Captain America's stupid, everyone should be signing the Accords, and this movie is bad because it is so one-sided. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the middle going, you guys are making this movie better because... <laughs> it's convinced both of you that your point of view is right. Yeah, which... I think that's that's more telling well, about about you than it is about yeah, the movie. No, and it's, it's great because... I mean, I, the first thing that springs to mind when I think of something like that is not Batman or Superman, but actually The Dark Knight Returns. Um, because I am... I thought you were going to say Dark Knight Rises and you are about, yeah, I side with Bane. <laughs> Blow that city up. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> um, no, Dark Knight Returns, very famous, maybe one of the most famous comic book graphic novels. Um, yes. The, the one that really put Batman on the map for the modern era, I guess. Yes. Um, and in that, Superman is kind of betrayed as this, like, almost slave to the White House and, like, he's kind of just sent out to, to, to handle stuff and like he's pretty much at the beck and call of like I think it's like a Reagan yeah. caricature, <clears throat> uh, caricature. Um, yeah and, and that's something that I think of immediately when I think of how you I mean you could even argue the original civil that's actually probably the more obvious one the, the original Civil War graphic novel in which uh, I, it's been a, a little while since I read it but I believe I remember Iron Man's side pretty much just turning into villains because they're very like heavy-handed, and they just sort of—I don't know—I they—they very much do not have a lot of sympathy for some of the actions they do as they continue to just get more like violent and like less understanding and less trying yeah. to be understanding. Not a big fan of that anyway. That whole the, that whole novel. I think this movie improves in every possible way on the original novel. It also doesn't have a lot to do with the yeah. the plot of that one anyway. Um, but yeah, like. Well, it's it's one of those, it's it's a perfect ad- adaptation in terms of it keeps what the heart of that story is supposed yes. to be about, and basically places it in an entirely new plot with an entirely different set of characters. In 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 a Marvel universe that is in a completely different context. Yes, that's in a, in a different place. Yeah, like that that novel came out like two thousand seven or yeah. two thousand six. Yeah, around. so so in the context of the Mar- the the comics universe had been around forty years. Yeah, I mean, mo- longer than that, but, like, I'm just saying, like... Yeah. It, it, there was such a, like, wide array of characters that just kind of chuck at each other, and there wasn't a whole lot of time to spend intimate moments like this movie does. Um, and, yeah, like, looking at some of those just examples of how it's very hard for the writer to not end up being like, oh, this is the character I really like, so I'm going to end up making them ultimately look like the protagonist. This movie is very much... No, we're going we're gonna to make you really see both sides point of views and make you really care about the conflict here and understand why they're in a tough situation and why it's it's great because it's a situation that there's not an easy way out of they can't really punch their way out of it it's it's something that's been forced upon them but is very reasonably forced upon them like of course the countries of the world are going to be like hey we don't like this let's let's clamp down on this and stop this from these this super team from running amok and like it's great to put them in a position where they have no power. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it's very, very effective. Agreed. I still haven't said the worst thing. Mm. I don't... <sighs> you want me to keep going? Go for it. Okay. Let's get into Zemo. Okay. <laughs> he... He kind of has a Joker slash Silva, uh, not in terms of I got caught on purpose, but I guess more of a Lex Luthor for Batman vs Superman thing of of he's he's pulling all the strings from the background and he's he's I'm not sure quite what he learns at what points and if he planned on the accords happening or if he's just kind of using that to his advantage. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure how much of a plan well, he really has. I. <clears throat> I was thinking about this watching it. Um, I think the reason he works a lot better than Lex Luthor and Silva and I don't know. Um, Blofeld doesn't have a particularly complicated plot in um. Spectre, but it's still. Still dumb. The guy from Clone of Solace, whoever I don't know. But I, I don't know it's why about we're Bolivia's water supply. How could you not remember? <laughs> but I'm just I'm just trying to think of it. I'm sure there's other examples I'm missing of of just convoluted villain plots that yeah. that don't go anywhere and are are too over the top and just kind of like have the villain intricately planning all this stuff. Well, at least for with, one. Well, at least for the Dark Knight, there's no the I, Dark Knight's completely different. I'm not I'm not including well, the Joker. I, well, just with the Joker in that, there there's an ideological reason where. And, and also he has a death wish, so you could just play that into... Oh, no. he's still alive? Oh, he'll the, keep going. The Joker's an, an, an incredibly different example. Yeah. Um, but um, Zemo, in this movie specifically, is not really a major player in the movie. I mean, he is. Like, he, he moves the plot along, and he, he's pushing... He's tipping little stones here and there to yeah. kind of lead everything closer to this collapse. But he's not in the movie a ton. Like he gets at quite a few scenes, but they're they're pretty short scenes, and there's a lot of long dialogue, heavy scenes, and and longer action scenes that are kind of these grueling beat em ups uh, that really take most of the like the, he's not in a lot. It's really not till the very end that we kind of learn everything about him, kind of all at once, where we kind of get this rush of information where we're like, okay, so this is where he's coming from. This is why he's doing this. Yeah, and this is what his plan was all along because they do kind of have to shroud it so that we don't know exactly what his plan is and we don't know what he's doing and. We don't know what the ultimate conclusion of the movie is going to be. Yeah, um, I'm more just have questions so, about his timing. No, 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 like, that's fine. That's totally fair. I'm just saying, like, like when he goes after almost, the Russian guy at the beginning of the yeah. movie, is that specifically because, like, the he saw what happened in is it Nigeria where they're at at the beginning of the movie yes. with crossbones and Scarlet Witch blows yes. up the building. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, did he see that and he heard about the Accords and he's like, okay, now I'm going to start enacting my plan. Could be. Because I know where they'll be if they're signing the Accords. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, I mean, it could just be... Cause it's, and plus, he just happens to know where that, that psychiatrist is going to be so he can yeah, murder him and take his a, place. Yeah. Um, and somehow... I think he that's gets, the, the He gets point. a Mission Impossible-esque mask to make him look like Bucky, and he gets his picture taken. Was it a mask, or was it just like... They said he had a... a Prosthetic, prosthetic thing okay, so, or whatever. But, it, but it's blurry enough that that's not... He had a Mission Impossible mask. Okay, okay sure. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing is just how did he infiltrate and, and replace the yeah. psychiatrist dude. Aside from that, I mean, like, I, I feel like you can just argue organically. It's like, okay, Sokovia happened, Ultron happened, 
this this little Nigeria thing happens and kind of pushes the entire Sokovia Accords, which were probably already in place, and pushes them over yeah. the edge. And then in the other side, he's already been set off by Sokovia, so it's just it, the timing happens to work together well. Um, and then maybe he finds the excuse of the Sokovia Accords, and he's like, okay, now I can set off something to flush Bucky out. It, it's something I've noticed with the Rooster Brothers, and I had this to a certain extent with some stuff in Winter Soldier, where it's just, we need a little bit more explanation. Yeah. But... Ultimately, that's not what the movie's about. It focuses on what it needs to. Which is what I'm, I was kind of getting at, is that he's... Which is why I'm not going to count it off too much. Sure. It's very hard to compare him as a villain to other like MCU villains. Because, because he's, he's not a villain in the traditional sense. He's almost an, a, a non-factor in that sort of... Because yeah. it's not about the heroes versus the villains. It's about the heroes versus the heroes. Yeah. And like he's pushing stuff here and there, but he's really not and, doing a lot to be like, okay, okay we're going to like... Do you remember how I kept complaining in the first Avengers of like... Iron Man fighting Thor, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Quit wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Then this whole movie is about the heroes fighting the heroes. I'm, I'm alright, I'm fine yep. with it. Yep. It's all about the context and how you get your characters there. Yep. Y- you get them to a place where I can buy it, and I do, mm-hmm. and it works. I agree. I like it a lot. Do we, do we need to do a rundown of every single character? I don't know if we'll be able to do that. We can try. Some of them have pretty quick summaries well, let's, let's, let's let's handle the title character do we want to start with first because i know there's a complaint that this movie should not be called captain america civil war it should just be called marvel's civil war it's very much a captain america movie like he's 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 pretty much front and center the, the alternative time. would be to say maybe like captain america and I- iron man is almost the villain of this movie like it's not but not in the sense of like oh he's the bad guy in the sense yeah. of like he is the antagonist it's 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 not really dueling protagonists because Iron Man doesn't get quite as much yeah. screen time, I don't think, but it's still very much like structured in the way of he takes the place of the scenes in which you would have the villain be doing the thing. Yeah. So, like, from a story structure, I think it's very much Captain America versus Iron Man. So I feel like it, it makes the most sense to leave this a Captain America movie. And, like, he's in pretty much every fight scene. I mean, he is the center of the action. He The, the movie well, follows him. He, he is the instigator of the Civil War. Yeah. He's the one that refuses to sign the Accords, exactly. and he's, he's going after Bucky. He causes all the trouble. Yeah. And I just... I really love the through line of his arc. He starts off as the ultimate, like, every man, I'm going to fight for my country, uh-huh. go America, and at the end of this movie, he turns his back on his country because he has to do what's right. Yeah. And he turns his back on his friends. Well, those that cross him. <laughs> yeah, this this movie, the cross bones him. Uh, the, this movie got him. <laughs> the I mean that we mentioned this earlier. Uh, just the transition from ideological to emotional. Yeah. To like the emotions spilling out of like these are, like, I don't know the the tensions and like Iron Man finally snapping and being like, all right, I'm tired of people not doing it my way. Yeah. I'm gonna try and kill this guy because I'm just. This is done. the most patient I've ever seen Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he, I like, I like it the the airport fight where he starts breaking out. He's like, I want you to come in because it's us taking you in. Yeah, it's not it's not uh, Ross and his soldiers taking yeah. you. in. It's us. Yeah. Where he's getting very frustrated and he's like, like, why aren't you cooperating? Yeah, you know, this is clearly the best way to do it. Um. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's. I feel it, it's like... a story where, where your character is slowly stripped of everything that that was integral to who yes. he was. Yes. Like he he loses he, he loses Peggy, mm-hmm. she dies, 
most of his friends get captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loses the shield. He pretty much loses the Captain America mantle, or he, yeah. he gives it up. Yeah. And really, at the end, all he's got is Bucky. Yep. <laughs> Without an arm. Without an arm. Well, he's got Bucky, and he's got the other Avengers. Yeah, because he rescues them three. at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he doesn't lose his principles, and that's why I like Captain America so much. I know. It's, it's... I feel like this movie has a much more complete story than Winter Soldier does. And that's that's not really a fault on Winter Soldier. That's just where Winter Soldier came in the MCU structure. Yeah, because that's one thing you brought up when we were talking about Winter Soldier, how you felt it was very much a middle chapter. Yes. And this one, it feels like it's it feels like it's very much the centerpiece movie now. Now it's not so much like, all right, you guys see what you can do in these confines. It's very much like, all right, you are driving the universe now, so you do what you want to do, and we'll go from there. Um, where this one, they have a lot more freedom to kind of explore the characters and do what they want to do and take their time with it. Um, I don't know. I th- I like. I think this movie's. I, I enjoy it better than Winter Soldier. Like it's hard. It's hard for me to. I don't want to say it's objectively better because we talk, we talked about that recently on a few episodes ago, and that's not really a thing. And you can't really say, oh yeah, this is definitely it. And clearly, a lot of people disagree with me on that. But I I think it's. I I just feel like overall it's a more it's a better story. <clears throat> I feel like the the themes are more prominent because again they can do more with it. And I think they work maybe even better within the story. Not that there is really a problem with that on Winter Soldier. Well, and plus, this this movie has the benefit of it being able to show off how well the Russos can, can juggle this yes. large a cast. Yes. Whereas the other movie's just like, yeah, it's a Captain America movie. It's a few side characters, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this one's just like, here's the Marvel Universe minus the cosmic stuff. Yep. And Nick Fury. It. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Do we want to talk Iron Man now? I'm just going to have awkward transitions. That's fine. Do you want to talk about... We already kind of did. But the scene at the beginning... Maria Hill... Oh, wait, she's not in this movie. Maria Stark isn't in this kind of... In this movie. She's in there for for a second. Hot second. Maria, we're so close to Martha. I know. She's so close. Um, But yeah, he's great. (laughs) Um, Again, they don't really play him up as the villain also, which you would kind of expect him to also, in the Captain America movie okay without the context of this movie when you're thinking about there's government legislation to regulate superheroes right you'd think Tony Stark would be the, the maverick who goes no I'm not going to yeah. sign that and Captain America is like the goody two shoes yeah. who would sign it and I think that's very interesting how yeah. the groundwork Definitely. they've laid in these movies has allowed their paths to pretty much like crisscross mm-hmm. and they're at the opposite ends of where you would expect yeah, but, it, it, but mean, it's, it's it, and it's it makes complete sense. Tracking just their their arcs between, I mean, really just going back to, like, Avengers, uh, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of almost like what you would do if you were the one of the essential fast track MCU movies. And if you just I think look at Avengers, Winter Soldier. Uh, I mean, obviously Iron Man as well as guys, but. Avengers Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Civil War. I think you get such like a rich character arc between for Iron Man and Captain America. Where Iron Man's getting a lot of stuff for the his reaction to the first Avengers where he's terrified of it. And so now he's paranoid. Um, you probably need Iron Man 3 in there to highlight that. But still like just the yeah. general fact that he is very paranoid and he's like 
I need to react to this, I need to find a way to get around this, and that kind of leads to him going too far and exploring too much and end up kind of releasing Ultron or making Ultron, whatever you want to call it. Um, while Winter Soldier, and so that ends up to him wanting more control and more, like, he, he wants to be more in check because he's terrified of, like, himself and he's paranoid and he just wants everything to be safe. He wants, he, he doesn't really bother with maybe his, like, it, it does really pull him into the same side that allowed the Triskelion, Tri Triskelion? Triskelion, uh, helicarriers to be built in the first place by S.H.I.E.L.D., which is that whole event ends up spiraling Captain America away from the government and away from uh, controlling everybody and more into freedoms and making sure that like everyone, no one is controlled in the same way. And like it all, yeah, it all comes to a head I, in, in this movie, I feel like, in a really organic, really powerful way. And I love the fact that the thing that makes Captain America, like he is close to signing it. He's almost like He's like, all right, I might, I might think about this, but we're gonna need more safeguards. We're gonna need something, and then he finds out that Iron Man has imprisoned Wanda, in not, I mean, quote unquote, in prison, but he's basically keeping Wanda in the like Avengers mansion area thing instead of letting her like come to the the compound or whatever. Like he's he's forcing her to stay, and that alone, he's like, I don't trust what you're saying to me about the Sokovia Accords and the safeguards that are gonna be put in place. Like I don't like this. Yeah. I think it, it's it's all very rich and very cool to see the culmination of that. Because this almost feels you know, like this movie's boring. Yes, they they talk that's too, also correct. they talk too much about their ideology and they should be punching more. Yeah, I need even though there's a lot of punching. I need there's actually too much punching. See, they need to be talking see, about their I ideology. Need, I need more. Captain America to have an EMP grenade that he uh -huh. shoots from an EMP grenade gun at, at Iron Man. And then there's a scene where they're they're each at the far end of a hallway, and Captain America's reloading the gun, and and Iron Man's just like slowly getting up, going, "Should I should I like go after him because he's about to shoot me again?" And then he finally decides to do it, and then Captain America just shoots him again, starts punching him, and then Tony goes, "You have to save Maria. I mean Martha. So I mean, how about what? Bucky? What? How about Bucky?" <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm st I'm starting to come around a little bit on Bucky. Yeah. I I like him well enough. He wasn't really a character in Winter Soldier. I mean, he well, was he was a there's, plot there's a couple of very key lines that that make me feel bad for him. Yeah, there, like he doesn't get a whole lot to do in this other than action scenes. But the, there's a couple very good lines. Yeah, where where like uh, right before the scene, the very long chase scene with him, Cap, mm -hmm. and, and then Black Panther shows up. Need to get the Black Panther, by the way. Um, yeah. There's too much to talk about yeah. this movie. Um, but Cap goes, "Oh, there, there doesn't have to be a fight." And Bucky goes, "There's always a fight." And then, let's see, I, I can't remember the other one. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the best, the best one is when Iron Man grabs yeah. him towards the end, and of course he's he's still mad about his parents getting murdered, <laughs> and he goes. Grabs him with the intention of, I'm about to kill you, but I want to, to yeah. like... And he's like, do you even remember them? And then Bucky goes, I remember all of them. Yeah. Very good. Yes. There needs to be more of that. And there's there's little pain sequences throughout the movie, And there's nice too, little bits of, where... of him and Steve having camaraderie. Yeah. Well, which, I gonna... which I wish there were more of with First Avenger. Yeah, that, I agree. That, um, I think overall that's the big centerpiece problem for Bucky not being as as... 
powerful as we were supposed as to get to know him more in yes. the first Avenger. Again, comes back to the fact that he gets killed off early on, and yes. like, it's but what thing. we are given here is very um, good. Yes, and I was gonna say too. I feel like there are definitely moments where he's portraying the fact that he knows that he killed Tony Stark's parents. Yeah, um, and he's kind of like, you can see it on his face where he is troubled about this, and like he he knows that it's only gonna cause more trouble if he brings it up. But he also is like generally very upset that this happened. I may have brought this up in the Winter Soldier review. I can't remember. And I brought this up at the beginning of the movie when we watched it. Mm -hmm. The Red Book. Yep. And I was questioning whether or not that's an issue that that's never mentioned or brought up in Winter Soldier and this Russian guy just happens to yeah, have it. Yeah, you did mention that. You had a very a reasonable excuse for this. Mm -hmm. You remember? I don't remember what okay. I said. So basically, your idea was that um, the fact that they did not have it is why he was able to break yeah, through his programming yeah. and recognize Cap in Winter Soldier. Mm. And he starts to break through at the end and he saves, you know, he drags him out of the river right. or whatever. Right. Um, which I thought... Because they're... They don't they're actually just, state that, but if you think about it, kind yeah. of makes sense. And they're just resetting his mind with electronics and kind of just like... Yeah, trying to... They're trying to wipe his brain, but not reset his yes, mind. Yes, So, I, I think that's... Enough, gotta, and you gotta you do both. You gotta do yeah. both. Yep. Yeah. So there's that. Very <laughs> good. Moving uh, on. Black Panther. Black Panther. It is genius to introduce him in this movie about political strife and government intervention. Because he's an inherently a political character. Yes. And like, yeah, it, it's his his well, little mini arc well, is so beautiful. You get one scene with him and his father. And you completely understand their relationship. Mm -hmm. They exchange what? Five lines of dialogue? And isn't it in, with Black Widow there? Yeah. Which is also just a little smart thing to be like, oh yeah, let's have yeah. a character we know so that we actually know who these guys are and like kind of... Like T'Chaka is immediately a very likable father. Yep. So when he immediately dies, <laughs> you go, oh no, not, I like that yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. And you're immediately like, okay, so this is why T'Challa is yeah. very upset by this because he was a great father. Um, and Black Panther's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he's on screen, I'm just, yeah. It's, it's such a cool, still different, like, the way he's very agile and, like, obviously he's got the claws and everything, and then he does a lot of stuff with that. Yeah. Another great line with, with him and Bucky. Bucky goes, I, I didn't kill your father, and he goes, then why did you run? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and then, of course, at the end, his little interchange with, his interchange with Zemo, that oh, com yeah. it completes both his and Zemo's arc there. And it's it's just beautiful. It's great. I mean, I guess Zemo's is also... There's one more scene with him. But basically, that that completes emotionally why they're here and their motivations and, and brings them to a head and kind of like... Because really, Zemo is Black Panther's villain throughout this. Like, Yeah. The, it, and it, their two mini-arcs are kind of parallel. Because really, he's, to, the, he's the one that killed his father. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's almost parallel to... Um, I don't know. It's. I mean, it's, I guess it's almost Black Panther and Bucky. I, I, like, I like, there's so many. Well, I like how diplomatic T'Challa is about it. Because immediately after that, he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help Bucky and Cap. Let's get out of here." Yeah. Like immediately, like on a dime. Like once he has all the facts, he's he's reasonable. Mm -hmm. I respect that. <laughs> he's not flying off the handle about his parents <laughs> getting killed by, by a brainwashed <laughs> assassin. Look, it happens. Okay, sometimes you know it just it happens. So Black Widow now? 
I'm just thinking about this movie. This movie makes me think it. It makes me think good things. It's it's like I don't think I have a worse thing just saying I don't think we're gonna get it's there. It's like a game of chess and it's just they keep moving all the pieces in just the right places yep. and you're like, How is this Whoa, I I couldn't even I didn't even think of that. Yeah, exactly. Um Black Widow was basically there just looking at the these No, it's Black- terrible because Actually, no, it's good, because Hulk's not here now. <laughs> um, you got to get the fan perspective right here. But, but no, with Black Widow, it's great, because she... I mean, obviously, she was introduced with Iron Man, and she, like, knows him. Yeah. She knows Tony Stark, but she got... Again, if you just go back She's to... actually friends with Cap. Well, yeah, but that's because she, of Winter Soldier. She, okay, no, but she, she works with Tony. She's friends with Cap. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But still, it's like her watching these two people kind of just, like, tear each other apart. Yeah. And, like, she's, well, she's just well, a she's bystander. Fu- well, she's finally ha- found a family. Yeah. So she's just like, I just want to keep the yeah. band together. Yeah. And then when she realizes that Captain America's not going to stop, she tasers Black Panther. Yeah. She's like, all right, well, I, I like, she ultimately comes back to her principles when she realizes she can't keep everybody together. Yeah. Like she realizes that that's everything's different now. Like that's yeah. not gonna that's not gonna come back. So yeah, it's good. Everyone has a different perspective. I mean, I love how Clint in this. Well, I'm just gonna go right into the transition to Hawkeye. He is just immediately on Cap's side. I think that's really yeah. nice. Where he's just like, "Yep, Cap's right. I don't know what you're talking about. I like Cap. Following Cap. Like like I love how well just he like, just gets the I the. Feel, I feel like. Even through all these movies, just there's there's little hints that he just like really respects mm-hmm. Captain America because mm-hmm. there's there's the bit in the first Avengers where he goes, Captain, it would be my genuine pleasure, mm-hmm. like a, like a little line like that helps to to lead us here and it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. How did they do this with <laughs> all these these sea C's, these sea range movies? Degrees. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, these. These these high C low B range movies yeah. and they get us to this. Yeah. Um, Wanda. She again just has a great little like through line here, of. I mean, we don't even really see the completion of her arc. I'm expecting that we'll see that more in the future. Yeah. This is kind of foundational. It feels like because we didn't get to know her a whole lot. Yeah. In Age of Ultron, we really just got introduced her. But still, just, like, the fact that she is ultimately kind of the object of all of this, because she is sort of the most chaotic and dangerous of yeah. all the Avengers, and the fact that, like... And she causes the inciting incident. Yes, and and the fact that Cap is like, no, I think you need to be free regardless, and, like, Iron Man wants to keep her locked up, basically, for her own protection, and, like, all of that... They I don't think... give green cards to weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah like, I think, I think that all... It, it, it's a really interesting way of showing why the people who are on Cap's team are on Cap's team. Like, everyone has a different philosophy here, and then... Well, I, I just really like the scene where Hawkeye goes to Freer. And, yeah. it, and it continues from, from the best scene of Age of Ultron, right. where he's, he's telling her, like, you can stay here, you can fight with me and be an Avenger. Like, he has a vi- very similar thing of, like, yeah, you did this... Yeah, you, you made a mistake. Now, you can sit here and be, be angsty in high school, or you can do something about it. Um, and, and Can we just get a Hawkeye Scarlet Witch like buddy cop movie? Yeah. There's so many buddy cop movies I want. I know. Um, well, just and I was gonna say, in general, I want my the, I want the, my my Iron Man Hulk buddy sure. buddy cop movie. I, I want I think a Captain America Black Widow movie where they're just driving in a truck for a little <laughs> while and she just keeps making fun of them. 
That would be yeah. good. Um, and then this. Yeah. Well, I was just, just going to say, too, that Wanda's relationship she's building with Vision makes highlights that and makes it where he is more of a he's a lot like Black Widow for Iron Man's side where, and I guess they're both on Iron Man's side but where he's more of like a tragic figure where he's yeah. kind of like but it's he sort of falls on the opposite side where he's like I want to stop you guys because like I think ultimately Iron Man's right and therefore like yeah I'm, that's I think Vision when it comes to the set pieces is the most problematic yeah because first off he's not in the opening scene where they're attacking crossbones and you have the defense of or was it my defense? I can't remember. It's a covert yeah. operation. He's not covert in the slightest. Yeah. So, of course, it's it's covert until it's not covert. Right. But the point is, he wouldn't be there for that. Right. It's fine. I don't know. They should say that in dialogue, but fine. Um, but then, I, I feel like in the, in the fight, in the airport fight, he should just be, like, shutting people down left and right. Yeah, I mean, they show him fighting Wanda a little bit, I think, right? At some point. I don't remember. It keeps cutting back and forth it between people. Like, it kind of just well, abandons the thing, the, Wanda the thing and is Vision just, for a the while. The thing is just that there's a very noticeable section where we just lose him for maybe, like, 30 seconds to a minute, something like yeah. that, where we just don't really know what he's up to. And then he shows up, and he kind of really helps take out Ant-Man and, like, you know, does messes with him and stuff. Because, like, I mean, you can argue, well, maybe he's assessing the, the fight, but, yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, what am I going to say? Who have we not talked about? We're missing somebody, I think. Is it just Spider-Man and Ant-Man left? Yeah, I guess so. They definitely have the, the, the flimsiest... Well, both of them are there for... Oh, we haven't talked about Falcon. Oh, there we go. How could we uh, not of course, talk there about we go. Fal Falcon's just going to be there for Cap, because Cap's awesome. Yeah. And Falcon's and awesome. And it's great that they so already built up the Falcon-Ant-Man relation relationship, quote-unquote, but like they built that up in... Uh, Ant Man. That way, we can at least have an we, argument. We, well, we can we can be like, well, he knows Ant Man, so give him a call. Yeah. Whatever's fine. Just, uh. Yeah, um, we have a fight now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, and both the reason that, the reason both Spider Man and Ant Man are there is basically hero worship. Like yeah. Ant Man's like, well, it's Captain America. I gotta like, it's not really on the same level. Of Hawkeye, Hooks where it's Carl, respect. Which, you're great too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like these are heroes. I wanna I wanna help heroes. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. I, I, and then, with Ant Man, I'm really missing a because th if it is about hero worship and it's like, I, yeah, I need him to say something about his daughter. I agree because because his whole angle in the Can first that be one, my worst thing. I'm taking that. That's my worst thing. <laughs> he doesn't say specifically. Ant Man does not say anything about his daughter. Literally, because, that that is like the yeah because because there's such a huge thing. Uh, like uh, Judy Greer's character in Ant Man is like be the person she sees you as like she looks up to him as a hero yeah and he finally is able to become that hero that's that's his arc in the first Ant-Man movie and and now I there, there needs to be something there mm -hmm. and he he should say something like oh my daughter loves you guys you know yeah. like of course I'm gonna help you yeah I regret that even that alone would be great and, and we can something we can infer it to some extent but it's, like it's just nice to have like with one. Hawkeye with how central his family is in Age mm -hmm. of Ultron it's great for him to at least have a couple throwaway yeah, lines yeah he mentions them oh. several times yeah I'm, I'm disappointed in my kids we were supposed to go like what kayaking yeah, or something, something. Like um but yeah dude, like if they hadn't had that that would have felt very distracting and that feels very much the same here mm -hmm. but Ant-Man's fun he turns into Giant-Man and it's <laughs> It's pretty. I cool. would describe it as a little more than fun. 
It's, it's pretty That's, great. You mentioned this, and then in the movie, like you mentioned how you were having a problem with Spider-Man and Ant-Man, and then in the movie, General Ross goes, you can't be objective about this to someone saying, I think it's Iron Man or something. And I'm like, yep, that's how I feel. I can't... I, we'll talk about the scene in general, I think, in, in a second. We'll kind of push that off. But in general, just the fact that we get all of that happening at once is, I think, that personally... If you want to, if you have to take it out of context, maybe to appreciate it, but still, just I feel like that is some of, if not the greatest, like 20, 30 minutes of action. Probably not even that quite that long, but just of superhero action. It's ever. It's, it's very strange, and and this maybe and this goes to action question mark? And, and this goes with my weird focus on what I think a good fight is that we've discussed before in the past, yeah. where I prefer the more intimate one-on-one mm-hmm. fights because I think. The fight at the end of Bucky yeah. and Cap versus Iron Man, that's immediately like where my head goes to when I think about right. this movie and like memorable yeah. scenes. I don't go to the airport fight. Mm-hmm. And of course well of course I do See, go there, but I don't go there first. Yeah. For me it's kind of tied. Um just because there's such emotional weight to Just the one shot of Cap and Bucky yeah. teaming up, throwing the shield towards each other and they're they're just smacking mm-hmm. down on Iron Man. And then it's, the moment when they clash and, and it's like the repulsor blast goes yeah, off and it's, the and it's shield. shining and yeah. it's, it's a beautiful shot and it's just like this is the culmination this is where we have come to because of the events of this movie in the past and it's an movies, image right? from the Civil War comic but it doesn't feel like dumb yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel like oh man we got this image from the comics that makes this good right yeah that's not what that's about right right as opposed to why, why am I being like Spider-Man let's go to Spider-Man it's Batman vs. Superman I'm talking about Batman vs. Superman we realize this I, I don't know we all know but this. I don't know why I was being so indirect about it <laughs> Spider-Man talk about Spider-Man tell me how you feel I love Spider-Man and he's fi- it's finally Spider-Man because because this counts I guess as as a as another episode in our Spider-Man series because we counted Suicide Squad in our Batman series so I guess this counts as yeah, part of two sure. series now, because now Spider-Man's in the MCU. Joined it back in. I love Spider-Man. It's the first time I've looked at Spider-Man in any of these movies, and I haven't thought about the actor first. I've just yeah. gone, oh, it's Peter Parker, that's Spider-Man, fine. Yeah. And, he, and he's got the humor down right, mm-hmm. he's nerdy enough. He's um, young, he's in high school, and they don't seem to want to... He looks like a high schooler, not a 30-year-old man. accelerate him out of high school within one movie? Yeah. As... No, just... So, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 made it one movie, right? Before they kicked him out. The end of Amazing Spider-Man 2 is him graduating high school. Or the beginning of it. I was going to say, yeah. The be- so, they made it They made it a movie before they were like, yes. nope, now you're up. And then Spider-Man 1 And I remember the whole idea of that movie. series being like high school drama. Yep. <laughs> the second movie. Oh, he graduated. Yeah. Is he in college in that movie? Who knows? <laughs> That's not an important... Nobody goes to college That's anymore. not an important aspect of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I, this is easily the best Spider-Man has ever been. That being said, he shouldn't be in the movie. Probably not. But again, it's it, uh, it works enough for me, like as far as his motivations go, because it really is just like I mean, uh, it's not so wise, much his motivations; it's more Tony's motivations for getting a kid involved. Yeah, and I know in Homecoming he briefly talks about this. He's like, everybody said I was crazy when I brought a ki- when I decided to bring a kid along. Mm-hmm. Nobody actually says that. At least not in this movie. Yeah. Nobody brings that. He's Black paranoid. Widow, Black Widow <laughs> should be chastising him over that. Yeah. 
Well, they don't. I don't think they realize how young he is, do they? No, they don't. Because because uh, when he does the l- weird Empire Strikes yeah. Back thing, um, and I'll, I'll explain why that's kind of weird. But Rhodey goes, "How old is he, Tony?" And he's like, "I didn't carbon date him. He's on the young side." Yeah. I find the Empire Strikes Back joke weird because I can't tell if he's acting like, oh, you know, it's just this movie I want because. Spider-Man's a nerd. Peter Parker is a nerd. He knows what Star Wars is. He's obsessed with Star Wars. But he talks about it in such, like, weirdly casual, non-committal terms. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just for the benefit of not trying to look super Are you letting nerdy. Star Wars ruin another franchise, too? <laughs> uh, it's more... To, I've heard other people bring this up. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's actually a I think it's fine because... I mean, it's a little weird, the wording. I think it's fine because... Because he says... I, have you, you guys know that old movie, The Empire Strikes Back? You remember the scene where the the with the uh, yeah. the ropes around the weird walking things? Like he says it so casually, it's it's very weird. I, I feel like you guys remember that bit in that Star Wars movie when the you know the snow speeders are flying yeah. around the walkers. Well, like, I mean the idea the idea is that he doesn't. I I think it's and I think this is a a reasonable thing for a kid to do. Where they fu- they discover something and they don't realize that like oh wait everyone kind of knows about this like or not everyone specifically adults actually do care about it like basically I think it's just from the perspective of oh hey you know the, you you guys are all adults business professional adults you probably don't know about this silly Star Wars stuff right like Star Wars is not as popular in the MCU I don't know. You can find you can. It is the slightest little line. We well, don't need the, to be spending this much time. No, on no, it. no. It's, it's it's just a weird thing. I, 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 I don't know. Um, F minus. Correct. Another thing about Spider Man. Not enough Luke milking an alien and drinking it. Correct. <laughs> Do you think people know our opinions on on Last Jedi? Because we have, I feel like we. I flat out stated my opinions on the Last Jedi, and by I that I mean I don't have opinions because I'm so confused by that movie. You have not yet. Okay. It's a still it's a classic J.J. Abrams mystery box <laughs> that will ultimately be disappointing. That will ultimately be resolved in episode two hundred um, <laughs> when we finally get to Star Wars episode nineteen. And <laughs> but yeah, um, nothing about Spider Man that I really really appreciate. He kind of wrecks people in that fight. Yeah, like like he takes out. He owns both Bucky it's and Falcon. He, and it's literally his inexperience. Like, yeah. he, he then gets caught up by the uh, Red Wing, whatever, yeah. like, f- flings him out the window, and then... Um, and for the most part, he stands up to Cap. He's, he stands toe-to-toe with Cap. He's he's the one who takes down Giant Man. Um, yeah, it's it, it's really refreshing to see him with that power level. Because we also this, didn't talk about Rhodey. Oh, yeah, right. We'll, we'll get to him. In a second. I mean, that's, that's a good way, because that's how the fight ends, sort of. Um, but it's it's really interesting to see the first time that Spider-Man's been portrayed alongside other heroes yeah. in, in a live-action movie. They, they're they immediately going for, oh yeah, he's real powerful. Um, and there's little hints there too, like the, the where he throws up and grabs the webbing while, without looking, uh, that Tony throws at him when Tony throws a little stick of webbing at him, and he, yeah. and he just like, and grabs it. Um, there's little bits and pieces that really highlight just how strong and like how, how varied this guy's power set is. I really appreciate that. I just love how they know. In pop culture, everybody knows Spider-Man's origin. Yep. We don't have to... Everybody knows he got bit by a spider, so he doesn't have to say he got bit by a spider. He doesn't have to say his Uncle Ben died. Everybody knows that. Yep. Like, they do... 
They give the audience some credit. Mm -hmm. They didn't just redo the origin like Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. As much as I like that movie. I'm still amazed they had this. And we'll talk about this when we get to Spider-Man. You're amazed. Yeah. Should I have said fantasized? (laughs) I'm still amazed that uh, they actually got through Homecoming without going back to that well. Yeah. Like I said, we'll talk about that, but like... And there might, that might have been something that we could have seen, but still I think it's interesting that they made that choice and they actually continue to stick with, yeah, you're, you're going to get... You're, you know what happened. Um, but yeah, it, it's really entertaining to watch him. He's great. He's got the quips. They're good Spider-Man quips. He's, he's, ta- he's making jokes when people shouldn't be making jokes. It's great. He's awkward in all the right places, yep. not, not the weird Tobey Maguire. Right. Oh, oh, I feel so bad for Not him. Not Tobey Maguire. I'm a almost 30-year-old trying to play a awkward 15-year-old? Question mark? Who may be a sociopath. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't like that version of Peter Parker. I agree. I, I 100% agree. Not just his Spider-Man. I don't like his Spider-Man, but I don't care much for that I, version I of think Peter this Parker. is the most comic accurate version across the board that we've gone to Spider-Man and I, yeah. I have a very hard time saying anything otherwise like I remember that was my first reaction when I walked out of the movie I said I finally feel like I've seen just Spider-Man like like just, like he was Spider-Man yeah I I mean <clears throat> we, we bring up the Batman argument every now and then about oh well who's the best Bruce Wayne or the best Batman and, and I think there's arguments to be made there I, I don't want to dive into them again this one as I much as I love Christian Bale he's my favorite Batman I I still don't have that factor of I look at him and go, that's Batman. I still am yeah. like, oh, Christian Bale. Exactly. I, I, Which is why I don't think we've had a, a Batman in the way that we've had this yeah. Spider-Man. I, I think Christian Bale's closest. And don't you people there say Michael Keaton. Because I'm sorry. He's great. He's. I, you can say his performance in those movies is great, but he is not a, a an accurate adaptation of that character. Right. Um, He's just kind of a weirdo. <laughs> a skinny weirdo. With with a Jerry Curl who kind of thinks he's awesome and has know. kind of a terrible suit. Although that's eighties, that's that's effects in the time, whatever. Um, Can't even turn his head. Yeah. Anyway, did not mean to go on that tangent necessarily. That being said, Michael Keaton is awesome in the MCU. That's correct. We'll get there. He's um, the best villain? Question mark. We he one of them. Well, Killmonger's better, but true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because like we're, because again, Zemo, you can, it's hard to rank him. It's hard to put him like above. I wouldn't rank him. Yeah, like you, he's almost not enough of a fleshed out character yeah. in that. Regard. No, no, no. You're right. I, I, I'd consider <laughs> looking at Tony Stark possibly before yeah. I, I'd look at yeah. Zemo. Um, which also probably shouldn't count for obvious reasons, but like, yeah, yeah, um. So who who is who are our best villains right now? Uh, Loki by default, even though I have problems with him. Um, Ultron was almost there. And, and not really. Not really. Um, we like Ronan well enough. Mostly performance wise. I feel like we're missing somebody, but I don't think we are. Uh, Jeez. Uh, uh, did I mention Loki? You did mention Loki. <laughs> I didn't remember. Wow. That's crazy. 
Because, like, I remember watching... All these this. villains suck! They really do! I remember watching this and being like, oh, man, Zemo, he's, like, the best... He might... Like, there are some that are fun, like Obadiah and Abomination, but... Red Skull sucks! Yep. Yep. <laughs> sucks! What's our next movie? Uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, no! <laughs> I was like, isn't it Guardians 2? Not <laughs> Le Chief. <laughs> Dormammu count? Sure! <laughs> it's been in a cabbage patch playing you. That's fine. What's after Doctor Strange? Guardians 2. So wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold, hold, hold. After Doctor Strange, we start getting into the good Marvel villains. Because because after Doctor Strange, we get Kurt Russell yeah. as Ego. We get Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton as the Vulture. We get Kate Blanchett. We get Kate Blanchett, who has a great performance. I mean, her... Questionable in terms of how well the character is that's, written. That's but, one thing. But her performance is amazing. Yeah. I really... I mean, that's subjective. But I really, really enjoy it. And then you get Killmonger and Andy Serkis. True. As Claw. Who is an excellent kind of sight. Yeah, it's... Wow. Wow. That is weird that they were just like, boop, figured it out. Like, it took them... 15 movies or whatever then they're just like oh there we go we got they, it now after they they finished Civil War and they said yeah we pretty much got the car- the heroes down <laughs> I think we got it. I think we have a good idea of what we're doing with these guys yeah um yeah that's interesting um you know what the problem is nobody got shot right between the eyes that's exactly actually that's not true the fake Winter Soldiers got shot between Five the eyes people got shot that's the they didn't shoot enough people between the eyes in Batman vs. Superman this movie got there first. <laughs> um, I, I hesitate to say... I want to talk about the fight a little bit more before we, we get to War Machine. About, we need to talk about War Machine. We need to talk about the fights. Questionable CGI points. Uh, the, <laughs> the score. Uh, crap, is there anything let's else? Stick th- let's stick there and we'll come, come to stuff as it comes. Um... The fight, the airplane fight, I, 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 I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but I, I can see why somebody would be upset with the way it sort of is more jokey and is, but at the same time, I love the fact that it's not this visceral, brutal, overly violent fight because they're not really motivated that much against each other. They're, they're really in each other's way. They're not so much like, yeah. This, we we fundamentally oppose you and we hate you and we want to kill you like yeah. that's it's not to that point and because of that I think it's a really nice bit of both relief and sort of tragedy of like these people really don't want to be fighting each other some of them do Black Panther is kind of like I don't care I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with, with the crap and I'm trying to kill this guy hi I'm but, Clint yeah we haven't met I don't care yeah um, but overall I, I think that it works very well in that regard and the fact that like I mean, obviously, it's just excellent to watch. I just... I don't know. No. Not enough force projection exerting oneself <laughs> so much that you die. Spoilers. <laughs> just making these references alone doesn't give, like, any, like, opinion of how you feel about them. You're just, like, saying them. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, yeah. That's how you have to handle it with the internet. True. That's, that's the only way you can handle it. Otherwise, you get death threats. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, let's talk about the final fight. Let's talk about Iron Man versus Cap and Bucky. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. I love I, the whole thing. It's exhausting to watch. Oh yeah, it's just like oh god. Yeah, make it stop and just like don't just but, but do just caps defiant moment where he gets up and he's like I could do this all day and mm-hmm. connecting it back to first Avenger like full circle. Mm-hmm. Which again kind of hammers some of the fact that he is the protagonist and and we've we've watched him. I don't know, like in these two movies, we've we've between Winter Soldier and Civil War, we've well, seen this because this whole so, movie, th- th- really, everything since he's come out of the ice is about challenging his principles, right? So that makes sense for him to be the main character. Tony Stark, like at no point is he like, is anybody really saying you need to come to the other side, other than Cap? But he's not really right. saying that. It's more just I'm not going to sign, not. You should have like I understand why you're on this side, yeah. but I'm not on that side. Yeah, um, and it really is like you were saying. I mean, it, it, it seriously is just like, all right, what are you willing to give up to continue to fight for what yeah. you believe in? I mean, like they they challenge that in Winter Soldier. They challenge this that is in, why Captain America is my favorite yeah, MCU character. In, I mean, he's the most developed by far. Like, I think it's very he, hard to argue that he may be my favorite live action superhero yeah. per, like yeah. performance. Yeah. Or I guess just character in general. Because it's not just the performance. Chris Evans is awesome, but it's also right. the writing. Exactly. Um, it's hard to talk. I mean, there there aren't many superheroes who get strongly defined character arcs like this and get like strongly defined developments. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, Tony, you can argue, also argue that for Tony as well. Yeah. It's just like, he has had such a clear defining... The only other ones that really come to mind outside of the MCU are like maybe Christian Bale Batman... And maybe like James McAvoy, Professor X, outside of Apocalypse. I was gonna say maybe like Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, but he did. There's so much bad. Um, I was gonna say one of the other Xavier's or Magneto's. Um, Yeah. Well, they don't. Those they don't really grow. They're kind of static characters through those movies. Yeah, man, you're probably right. Like. I got nothing. Not Spider-Man over the first three Spider-Man movies. Um, and then at that point, we kind of exhausted the pool of quality superhero movies, aside from, like, obviously, like, the old Batman movies, but then those... And, the and my undying love of the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Yeah, that's the one. That's the, that's the other... That's the Chris Ev. Oh, God! Why have you forsaken there's, there's, me? There's no one. There's no one who's had no super. I mean, at that point, how how far are you from arguing mo- movie character? Like in general, like just because he's gotten James Bond doesn't five, get this kind of character. He's gotten development. five movies exploring his character. Maybe Harry Potter. Yeah, there's an argument to be made. But I, I know a lot of people think he's just kind of flat and boring most no. of the time. So. There's an argument to be made for that too. Although people say that about Cap, and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I remember after the first Avengers came out, I was talking with people in, in like my classes and stuff, and I'd be like, the, the Avengers are so awesome, and everybody knows I love superhero stuff. And they go, yeah, they're all cool, except for Captain America. He's kind of lame. And I just want to be like, what are you talking about? And then, of course, afterwards, Winter yeah. Soldier and Civil yeah. War show up, and it's just like, yes, Captain America. Now is- you see what I see. Robert Downey Jr. from a production standpoint is the centerpiece of the MCU, but mm-hmm. I think character-wise, Captain America is the centerpiece. He's the heart. He's the heart. Yeah. Um, man. War Machine. Yeah. Did we talk? We did talk about Vision, right? 
Yes. Okay. I'm yeah, not quite sure what the significance is of him missing is supposed to be. And hitting War Machine. Yeah. Because there's a moment where, where he, he's like, I became distracted. And Tony goes, I didn't know you could do that. He's like, I didn't either. No. I don't know what that means. That That's one thing that just kind of doesn't get resolved for the Again, rest of the I think we're I think they're very much setting up, knowing that the Roosters are doing Infinity War. Yeah. And we'll obviously know this in about a month. Uh, I think they're they're very much setting up some roles for Wanda and Vision yeah. to have. Um, these are this feels very foundational for where that's going, as opposed to kind of wrapping up the emotional arcs of a lot of the different people. Right. So let's talk about War Machine. Then we'll talk about the Winter Soldier, uh, the multiple Winter Soldier yeah. Yeah. trickery. I because I, I, I thought about. Uh, Shot between the eyes. I, I was going somewhere with that. Where was I going with that? It was actually leading to something. Sure, sure. So War Machine's War there. Machine. Um, oh, he's he's, he's the only real casualty of the Civil War. Yes. I appreciate the fact... I know a lot of people... I are, like that they didn't have anyone get killed off. I agree. I, because that would have made it very dark very fast and very like, oh, okay. Well, like, plus, whoever would have done it, unless it was accidental, which would have felt really lame, Yeah. if somebody had like purposely kill exactly. another hero. It has to be accidental, and when you're going to do that... We'd immediately hate... You, you don't want to The have... point is that you're supposed to care about every single character. Yeah. If one of them intentionally kills off another one, we don't like them anymore. Yeah. And if and one that... of them accidentally kills off another one, you're like, oh god. Yeah. Okay, well that's that's where we're going with this, I guess. Yeah. Um. And the, Yeah, I because it leaves it to where you can take Vision into an interesting place without making it be like, he's completely just, you know... Oh, now now we have to deal with him killing somebody. Yeah, and like we have some contrived, and and it adds a really nice layer of motivation for Tony when he finally confronts, uh, Bucky and the and Captain America. Like when he finally gets there, he's already at his wits' end without him being just completely off the rails. Yeah, um, and I love the fact that when, uh, Rhodey actually gets up or like like he's, Tony's helping Rhodey get back on his feet, so to speak, um. He Rhodey still very much believes in what Captain America was saying, which makes sense because he's Soldier Man and like he's been... believes in what Captain America was. Or sorry, about. Tony. Yeah, it's late. Um, he's like, this doesn't change my mind about the Accords. Yep, yeah, exactly. These are principled individuals. Mm-hmm. Not, he's very much the. Not point. I'm gonna punch you and murder you until you say Martha, and then I'm mm-hmm. gonna do a 360, and we're besties now. Yes, correct. or a 180. 360 no scope, right between the eyes. <laughs> But it's he's very. Can somebody much, make that video, please. He's very much the Clint on the, yeah, Accord side. Yeah, um, which is very nice. Continue. Um, I remember watching this for the first time and and hearing about these five new Winter Soldiers yeah. and thinking, oh God, is that going to be the end? Is it yeah. them fighting about this? Sounds lame. And then they get there, and Zemo shot them all right like, between well, the eyes. I don't eyes. want any of these guys. These are like I did don't you, want did more. Did you really of these. think I wanted more? Oh, that's excellent. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, I, that's a that's a wonderful that's play. Such a smart thing. That, well, that's I, a wonderful I, play on all these these dumb superhero and action movies that have these terrible generic MacGuffins of just like. Like, like uh, the the idea, the, one of the plans for, like, Alien 3 originally was just like, we're going to have a whole bunch of queens fight a whole bunch of mechs. And it's just like, just the dumbest stuff yeah. you can think of. 
They make you think it's going there, and then they subvert your expectations. I, I stand. And by subverting your expectations, solely for that reason, it's good. Correct. <laughs> I stand by the fact that I noticed this while we're watching this. That was a Star think, Wars The Last Jedi reference for sure. anyone that is uninitiated. I, I think this was... I think there's a reference in here to this, because he... Bucky specifically, he's describing the soldiers for the first time. Yeah. And his monologue about the or description of them ends with, you'll never see them coming. And I'm like, that has to... There's no way they did not play that off of Iron Man 3 with a, you'll never see me coming. I swear... And it's a, it's a, it's a twist about the villain. I swear that's a thing. I swear they did that on purpose to give a little bit of like, oh yeah, they're totally not a thing. I'm not quite it's in, probably in agreement. Not. It's probably not. But at the same time... I think it, I think there's a, a chance it is. I, I I feel like that was a popular enough line from like the trailers and everything. I I feel like it's kind of a fun little like oh maybe catch that on the rewatch. Maybe I, I'm gonna tweet at the Russos about this. <laughs> Probably not. No, you're not. <laughs> With the here come the sequels official account. Before we get into <laughs> before we get into the CGI and the score, do we need to talk about Ross at all? I was gonna mention him just that it's nice to have him back. Nice that he's the Secretary of State. Yeah. It's just so weird. Because cause you could just completely write off Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And then they bring him back. And it's like, but Edward Norton. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts my brain. That's fair. I'd feel better about it if they brought back Liv Tyler. Tyler I was say, they, I'd feel better about it if they brought back Edward Norton. Just like as Edward Norton. No, no, I was going to say if they brought back Eric Bana and Jennifer Connelly from the <laughs> Ang Lee Hulk movie. That made me feel better. <laughs> they bring back they bring back uh, Betty Ross, but it's Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. And so then we've got Jennifer Connelly and uh, Mark Ruffalo, and then they get together. <laughs> God. <laughs> Just the worst. Continue. So I find some of the CGI in this to be a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. I know you're not quite in the same place as I am. Not quite. The biggest thing for me is this is Spider-Man. Yeah. I I don't understand why he's a complete CGI character. I completely understand. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Which get is it. why I do see it. I do think it doesn't look as good as it could. I I think ultimately with the stunts they're doing with him, I think it would have been pretty difficult to get all of that to work with practical effects, especially because there's so much else going on in this movie for them to worry about. And that's ultimately just window dressing for the nice. I mean, not window. There is more going on, but like. See, I'd say that. Just... I'd say that if he's the only character that's like having to switch between live action and digital effects, but there's other characters that are having to do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's more just it's hard to completely CGI because he is a person. It's not like it's an Iron Man suit or something like that, or it's not like a. a the Falcon, where they, you can kind of do a wide shot, and you can have the wings, and then, you know, it looks fine. Like, I think with him, because it is, like, this is... There's no gimmicks around it. It's just, this is a person in a... Uh, what, what what do you call it? What's the... the, the cap? Oh, I was going to say the head-to-body suits, like the... I'm saying what Spider-Man actually is. Oh, yeah. Like, the portrayal... He's, um... I don't know what the name for it is. costume. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But just, like, he's he's wearing, like, just the, the onesie or whatever. Like, yeah. it, it, that's it. And so it's, like... I feel like that is much more difficult to pull off uh, than characters in armor or characters with, with things that you can kind of focus your eyes on and, and hide the fact that they're maybe not as perfect or detailed or whatever. Um, I don't know. 
Which I guess could also apply to Vision to some extent, but Vision is supposed to be more metallic, so you can kind of do something with that. It's hard. They downplay how colorful Vision is, and that bothers yeah. me. I feel like... The, like, he's very bright red and green in Age of Ultron. I don't know. I feel like he's not that much different than he was in Age of Ultron. Well, you're wrong. I feel like I, he was more muted than maybe I wanted him to be. In Age well, of you're wrong. Okay. And that's the end of that. Fair enough. I also feel like some of the effects with Falcon when he's flying around, yeah. when he's got the red bird flying at the beginning, looks weird. Um, and then... Iron Man and Rhodey, particularly like when their helmets are off, it looks very strange. Like the every now and then it bothers when me. Rhodey not hits, too much, when Rhodey hits, when Rhodey's like in the crater after he's crashed, there's a shot of Iron Man like landing. Yeah, and he moves really quickly into kneeling, and the helmet comes off, mm -hmm. and it does not look right to my brain. There's a few of those. Throughout. And it's almost like the suits are too shiny. Yeah, I, I, I can't put my finger on what it is, but they don't look right. There's a few of those are characters jumping around where they don't maybe quite have the weight or the... the... And I, that might be why I like the end fight a lot better because it's, yeah. it's in the dark, so and, and, the suit looks better. Well, and I think also just... I, I mentioned this earlier that I, I think the Russos, it's their first big, like, CGI heavy. I mean, not that there wasn't a ton of CGI in Winter Soldier, but this where you're, you're animating the characters and everything, I think that's probably more of a direction... like a, a side effect of A, this being a massive movie... And B, then just having a lot of spinning plates to worry about, where they can kind of they they kind of cut corners on the CGI because that's probably not what they're most comfortable with. There's a lot of like characters fighting without powers or suits or gimmicks or whatever in this. There's there's a lot of through lines there uh, that or like uh, fights there that that work with that sort of um, man, hand to hand, man to man combat as opposed to like the airport fight where it turns into more of a spectacle. Fair enough. Let's talk about the score and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, once again, hello. Oh. This is by Henry Jackman, uh, who did the score for Winter Soldier, as well as the Kick-Ass movies and X-Men First Class. Mm -hmm. This is better than the Winter Soldier score. Right. Only because there's a theme and I can remember it. Yeah. And I just feel like it plays more. I yeah. think it, it comes up more and it, it's, it makes itself known more. Yeah. But just want to hear the theme, I'm just like, yeah, that sounds like the Avengers splitting mm -hmm. apart. Like, mm -hmm. that's that's the feeling I get from it. It's a very effective theme. I think they use it very well in the, the airport fight. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, it's... Come on, insert the Avengers theme a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of an Avengers movie. I think they did at one point. I think they started to. I don't remember it. No, that's, that was when I, I pointed it out to you. I was like, what is that theme? And it's because they start to build up to the Avengers theme, and then they don't. I don't remember they, that. They, they stop short. But then again, I don't remember a lot of things. Fair. Do I like Star Wars The Last Jedi? I don't know. Neither do I. We'll find out. Anyways, do we want to go ahead and wrap it up? Do we have any, anything else to say? I think we're probably all set. Everett Ross is a character? Well, yeah, which is neat. That they introduce him here, and it's just like I find oh. it so distracting. He's in this for like two scenes. It's like okay, he'll show up later. Okay, yeah. whatever. Well, in here, <clears throat> I mean, it's nice because in here, like, that's distracting to us because we're like, oh, it's Martin Freeman, and no, it's, yeah. I feel like to a even a slightly more casual person, be like, okay, that's just a random side character, or maybe you'd recognize me, like, oh, hey, that's Frodo, honey, or Frodo, that's that's Bilbo. Oh, how funny! Hold on, pump, then, <laughs> pump your brakes. Get get your Hobbit. Oh, hey, it's right. Gandalf. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's Boromir. 
But yeah, like it's Lord Denethor. <laughs> um, but you 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 see him for like a second. You're like, oh, okay, that's that's neat. And then like it's the Nazgul. Yes, Mark Freeman's just like seriously. But then then he comes back up in Black Panther, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Like I feel like that's that's more of a neat thing where you go back and watch. You're like, oh, he started in here. Oh, that's cool. Or for us, we pick up on that right away. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I think at this at, at the time this movie came out, we didn't know what movie he was going to show yeah. up in next. We didn't really know. So what it was just kind of like, what's he doing yeah. here? Yeah. And it ends up working very well. And to like watching it now, knowing where he goes, yeah, where it, it ends up playing him well. Well enough. Yeah. Um, do we need to talk about uh, Sharon Carter at all? Because that I do love. A lot they of... give her a speech from Civil War that Captain America says about not compromising, basically. Yeah. But but they give it to her at Peggy's funeral, yeah. saying it's from Peggy Carter, and I think that is excellent. That is a great little choice, great little nod. Um, it's effective. It, it works for the story. It works for the characters. Well, it's it's her indirectly saying, "Steve, I completely believe in you. Stand up for what you're yeah. doing." Yeah. And of course, there's the great moment where she uh, they kiss, and then uh, Falcon and Bucky both like. <laughs> Have a, have a, nod, I have a joke. It, it's just they, they don't really have. I, I don't feel like they have enough screen time together. Like, I don't really care about the relationship at all because I, I can't really like. I, I can't. well, that's. I think that's that's again. They they play off a little joke about yeah Sam and Bucky being like, oh, he's getting some action. Yeah, like like that's that's how they play that as opposed to like being a super heartfelt thing because it's like, yeah, he 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 sees Peggy in her. I assume. We're supposed to kind of infer that to some extent. And That's still like, kind of creepy. A little bit. A little bit. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... that That's... I don't know. I, I Again, it goes back to my... And I think they have better chemistry than Black Widow and, and uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo, maybe. Breaking my heart here. Um, Breaking my heart. I'm... I'm slowly abandoning ship on that for all the reasons that other people do not like like not <laughs> yeah. for... whenever anybody brings that up it's not just i don't think they have good chemistry yeah, it's, it's always like oh they don't set it up and it's not how the comics work i'm just like ah, i feel like it could work they're just it's not very good it doesn't work together <laughs> um but it, it again goes back to my attractive people get together it's not a big deal like especially in this case where Sharon Carter and Peggy I just, Carter I just like how she's a plot device just to get them access to things yeah. for the most part yeah. but, but well the idea is that not only is she related to Peggy of course and mm. so she would automatically connect to Captain America but she is inspired by him and that yeah. feeds back into Winter Soldier yeah. when she, you know her and some of the S.H.I.E.L.D. people uh, they stand up to the Hydra agents mm-hmm. like once again through line not enough of her character in this to really justify it, but there's this you know? stuff here. <laughs> All right, grades. Just give it an A plus. I'm you know you want plus. to. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I was going to build up the system. Nope. Okay. Not allowed. I'm going A minus, which is the same grade I gave Winter Soldier. Like I said, I. I think over I, I I don't know if I like it more than Winter Soldier. I can't decide. Hmm. I think it's got more plot issues. Yeah. It's just because it's got so many characters, it's a bit more of a juggling act mm-hmm. and some of it's kind of maybe there's a few characters that shouldn't be in this, like Ant Man and Spider Man. Uh and maybe removing them, give a little more screen time to Zemo. Yeah. I don't know that I need more screen time for Zemo though. I well, think he's maybe not him, but 
people talking Explaining about what it. Explaining how he did yeah. everything. Yeah. Just a little bit. I yep. don't know. And then some of the CGI, like I said, it was spotty. Mm-hmm. Oh, although that's that's not gonna that doesn't equate too much in my grade. Sure. But right now, yeah, because um, it's not terrible. No, but but my two highest rated movies are both the Russos doing. So there you go. I probably should have gone A for the Avengers rather than A plus, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, nah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like you said, you can't be objective. Yeah, like it's it's hard it's hard not to to get super caught up in that. So. I'm I'm fine with it. It's good stuff. It's definitely one of the best superhero movies ever made. Yes. That's I mean this in case my last comment didn't make it. Is this just, one is definitely my favorite as opposed it's to. So weird how Age of Ultron just fell apart for me. Yep. Like that was my favorite MCU movie, and then coming to this, I'm yep. like, yep. Yeah. This has been enlightening. Yeah. Going through these, like it's been fascinating. Yeah. Um, this because like the, this one I was thinking I was like oh you know I like so I really like Civil War I wonder I wonder if like there are other movies like we still have, obviously have some of the best to come yeah. you know in the next the next set here but like I this this is my favorite and it's not particularly close Avengers is the only one that kind of reaches up to that level uh, in the MCU and yeah. like I was like oh maybe the first Guardians or Thor the Dark One. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like I remembered really liking Them's Iron Man. Them fighting yeah. words. I remembered really liking Iron Man three and Age of Ultron. You gotta like shoot that first, movie right between the eyes. The first Iron Man, and it's like, no, 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 these are all good movies, but like, it's just not. It's it's not as much as I expected, and then this one was maybe more than I expected. Like I was like, oh, this still holds up exactly as much as I liked it when I first walked out of the, the theater. The best part was that I saw this movie before you did. Yep. I went to an early screening of it, and I walked out, and I was so excited to tell you all about it. Without actually telling you what was in the movie and just going, as as a as a pure comic book fan and a fan of the Marvel universe, you are going to love this movie. Yep. Which I feel like you said that, and I initially was like, "Well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see if he knows what I'm like." And then I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's that's transcendent for me." Like, that's, <laughs> that's... Is this your favorite comic book movie? Where, where are the contenders? We're well, I gave Dark Knight an A plus. Avengers, you gave an A plus, though. It's, it's... Maybe you regret that. Not, I not really, but this is definitely a higher A plus question yeah. mark. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like, what else can competes? Like, what would you say should compete with it? Days of Future Past, maybe. Yeah, what I think I, I don't think I gave that an A plus. Uh, um, well, check the good old trusty score sheet. It's that's a good, it's, falling I, apart. I really enjoy that too, but it again. Doesn't, well, see, I really enjoy that too, but it. The, the universe around it does not hold it up. You gave it just an A. Yeah, that that feels right because it's it's good. I really really enjoy it. It doesn't quite. Hit. What about the Spider Man? That sure. I think that's that's a worthy what, challenge. What I'm dealing for with, the throne. Sure, sure. What I'm dealing with is Logan, this, and Dark Knight. I think this still takes the take, cake over the just person for personal reasons. I think this would still be my favorite. But yeah, I I don't think I could go wrong with any of those. Which is interesting too, because that means that each of the the three most major franchises produced one for me, which is a neat thing. If we're not counting Spider Man, because I kind of got shuffled into this anyway. I think when I'm trying to look at it more objectively, of course, I I, I really am hating that phrase when people yeah. when you look at this is an objectively bad movie. Yeah. That that's really starting to to grind my gears. <laughs> I think Logan is the best superhero movie when you're taking all the elements I think into that's account. Very fair. I think it is the best superhero movie. Mm-hmm. 
I think this, uh, Dark Knight, uh, Daredevil, the director's cut. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm just kidding. Uh, Days of Future Past, maybe X-Men 2, like all those are mm-hmm. close, but I think Logan, everything right. I kind of agree. Logan hits a very different angle than this movie does. Yes. So, yes. Which is why I'm kind of like, eh, it's hard to... Well, of course, that, that movie's just just all sour notes. Like, it's it's all depressing. Well, and it's all it's all very intimate and lonely and, yeah. and sort of reserved. And depressing. And brutal. Like, this movie, there, there's some hope at the end of the tunnel. Like, it's not all... Well, that's, I would say that Logan... It's mostly a downer. It is a downer, but I think it ends on. There's it, a little hope. It, it ends on the. It ends on the exact way you want a really downer movie to end on, where it's yeah. like that slight twinge of like, maybe there's 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 still, still out there like. So. Yep. But what about Batman Returns? I'll have to give that some consideration. Batman Returns, um, no, uh, Logan and Civil War over the because I think Dark Knight I really enjoy. It just I watched that movie way after. I think I've told this story before. I ended up watching that movie. Long after it came out. Loser. Um, I remember so, my sister was able to see that movie before me, and I was so <laughs> upset. And she was like, this movie's amazing, you're going to yeah. love it. And I was like, yeah, I want to love it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I think I just don't emotionally connect with that movie quite enough, even though I can acknowledge on every level that it is spectacular. And I emotionally connect with Dark Knight Rises way too much. Or would it be but Dark that's, Knight? That's not my... Jeez, oh man, those three. Hmm? Those are the that those are the pinnacles. Those are those are the columns that hold up this this genre. Yeah, um, and I think all of them would be in my top ten movies. Yeah, I, I'd add Days of Future Past to that maybe. I think that's fourth, fair. Fourth column. Yeah, that's hard. My thing is just that I think I was going to throw in a very an, another very mediocre superhero <laughs> movie. I'm like I've I've done this like five times already. I, I think I think Days of Future Past is hard because it doesn't. It, it the rest of the universe doesn't quite hold it up. Yeah. Ne- neither really the stuff that came kind of preceding it up through. Yeah. Not including First Class, but like everything or the two movies before that. Yeah. And then like after that, you get Apocalypse, and it just it do- it sinks a lot as opposed to Dark Knight where. I mean, I know people say Dark Knight Rises is trash and whatever and all that stuff, but for one... Because it is. Well, In the same way that The Last Jedi is trash. It's the difference between, like... And by that I mean it's a quality movie with some questionable choices made. Yes. Um, it's the difference between... You hear that, fanboys? <laughs> I can criticize a movie and like it at the same time. <laughs> um, it's, all, it's not all negative Nancy yep, over here right. in the Here Come the Sequels corner <laughs> of the internet. But it's when you look at like the fact that Days of Future Past and Civil War, they're both in, or they're both cinematic universe movies, and right. because of that, you need to nail it. Where Logan is completely just an offshoot, like it's just yeah. like it's it an connect? Elseworlds story. It really is. Like it, it really does not connect. You could say it happens after Days of Future Past. You don't. In need... which case, that kind of makes Days of Future Past a downer. Yeah. But yeah, you don't need to see, you know, the previous movies at all yeah. in order to appreciate Logan and I think Dark Knight's kind of the same way where it's like you don't need to watch Batman Begins in you don't order need to, to watch Batman Begins and of course I think that need, I think of that, course enhances, they didn't even know, that enhances the experience but you don't need it and of course they didn't even know Dark Knight Rises was going to get made afterwards Yeah, where it's like these are movies Days of Future Past and Civil War are movies that are coming out with the expectation that you are continuing cinematic universes and like I think because of that Days of Future Past 
is also probably the weakest of those four not that it's weak at all really like it's still a very good movie but i think because of that it gets let down a lot and that's why i probably cooled off a lot of on it since i first saw it just because it's like i don't have as much hype now that i know it's not building into anything where this movie could is you funny. imagine if we lived in a world where apocalypse were good yep that would be so exciting yeah that would be so exciting <laughs> why couldn't that movie have been better yep why I got nothing. why we want to wrap it up no, I just want to keep complaining about why X-Men Apocalypse isn't that That's good. Fair. It's so weird, the movies I just just harp on for such a long time. Like, X-Men Apocalypse, Spectre, Batman yep. vs. Superman. Yep. Like, all of them. Varying degrees of how good or bad they are. Mm-hmm. But I just harp on them so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Terminator Genesis. Like, I, I don't know why. It's very strange. I got nothing for you. Why can't I harp on something harmless like Ant Man? <laughs> or just constantly compare thing how good Ant Man is to other things. Just like, man, this feels like that time in Ant Man. <laughs> I, I I need to start considering using that every time I watch a movie that that really makes me upset, <laughs> or bothers me. I'm just like, I'm gonna pop an Ant Man. That's gonna make me feel better. It really will. Just leave it in the background. It'll seep in the positivity, the the, the joy, the pure, pure just. Ant Man. Pure imagination. The pure ants. Um, you can find us online at Here Come the Sequels. Ants. Oh, hello. You killed the, the mic. mic. The mic collapsed from my snapping. <laughs> you can find us online at Here Come the Sequels. Blogspot.com. You can find us through Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us on email at Here Come the Sequels at Gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes and YouTube by searching Here Come the Sequels. What's our name? It's Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, because yeah. we're talking about Lashif next. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. It's, again... I don't remember his motivation. Throw him on the trash heap. It's fine. <laughs> the problem is they keep getting these really good actors. Yep. yep. Quit getting these really good actors. Get 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 some guy who's just doing plays. Mm-hmm. Like, like these, these really small town plays that ha- has nothing going on. Look at these big name actors that get that gets us all excited yeah. about the possibilities and it's just oh generic bad guy wants to blow up the world with a giant blue laser in the sky <laughs> which in fairness they've only done once but I don't like it <laughs> alright well join us next week for Doctor Strange friends uh, art is subjective nothing is real Bye. <laughs>